Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Wisconsin has fired Prist, and we'll get into the Power 5 shakeups uh, across college football with their head coaching positions. We'll be, that will be coming up in, in hour number three, and we will also get into the injuries across the NFL later this hour. Glad you're with us. Outkick 360, hour number two is here. And the NFL week four, plenty of uh, reasons for optimism. I think if you have a team that's around two and two or better, and if you are one of the teams that fell to one and three or in the Colts case, one, two, and one, you're probably looking around going, eh, this, is, this is not ideal because I think we saw some of the better teams rise to the occasion this week. Uh, even though I thought we saw good on good in a couple of these games. But for the most part, guys, I, I think we we have started to see the turn, you know, at the quarter pole, the turn of the teams where the quarterback play is consistent enough and the teams with some identity, they're winning and playing more consistent week to week to this point. And what is now just kind of the first, it's the true preseason, that first four weeks. Bill Polian would say that. He would say you can't get good on good one-on-ones in the preseason, so that's why no one's playing. It's not because of injuries. You know, It's more I, about health for your quarterback, but if your top receiver isn't going to be playing against anyone but a fourth-string corner, is it worthy of putting them out there? And he would. Polian went on to say, hey, teams are still filling each other out right now. They're trying to figure out what they have and what they don't have. And I think if you're around two and two right now, you, you feel okay. You feel okay. But I think it's hard <clears throat> for us to have a read, excuse me, on who's good. Uh, um, you know, well, I mean, let's talk about who's bad. <clears throat> I feel good about the Chiefs. The Chiefs looked good like, last night, yeah. but they lost to the Colts. So I feel great about the Chiefs. I'll know, tell you another team I feel great Colts about. The Colts didn't beat them. They beat themselves. Yeah. That, that's yeah. why I'm I, okay But that's with a trash City. game. I feel great about Buffalo. We talked about Georgia earlier. Great teams find a way to win when they're not at their best. And Buffalo came from behind, down seventeen, down twenty yeah, to three, twenty to three, to, uh, to <clears throat> Baltimore, and wins against a good team. I, I feel great about Buffalo. Let's start though. I with feel the bad great teams. about Buffalo team too, but let me flip that. I, I feel bad about the Ravens. Ravens defensively are nothing like the Ravens traditionally defensively. I think the Wink, Wink Martindale move was was a bad one. And they're not playing anything like they play defensively generally. I think that was evidenced by Harbaugh. Going for a touchdown there, he didn't feel like they were going to be able to stop Buffalo going the other way. I don't know how many teams stop Buffalo going the other way and figure Josh Allen's going to get a touchdown. We need to get a touchdown here. Well, that's not what he said postgame. Yeah, but I, I feel like uh, th- that's part of what he's, he's doing there. Um, and they're not very good defensively, the Ravens, compared to what you think of the Ravens being, generally speaking. So I, I still I still feel okay about Baltimore. Uh, I, I think the panic is on the fact that they have built these leads and then they've given them up after like 
So yesterday they gave up the 20-3 to lead. Didn't score again. Uh, two weeks ago, they gave up 21, 28 points to Miami. They give up a 21-point lead going into the fourth. Lose that game. Those are the two teams they've lost to. And they've coasted against bad teams. So, And Lamar Jackson... Um, He's doing his part, for sure. Well, yeah, except for the two picks yesterday. If he executes the play that Harbaugh called or wanted to, to, to call... Uh, they end up going up by seven points right there. They don't give the football back. So uh, to me, that, that, let's start with Harbaugh. Harbaugh said that you know the analytics would point to going for the touchdown, and he, it does. He would say you know the worst case scenario happened, which is not only did they not get the score, they turned the football over, and they turned the football over in the end zone. So instead of giving Buffalo the football back around the, the five one. yard line, 20. they have a touchback. So you're giving them free yardage. And that's why he said post game, I ran that play because I trust my defense. He's not saying he trusts his defense against Buffalo on a a normal starting field position. He's saying a high percentage of the time when an offense gets backed up against their own end zone, when they take over, they normally punt, which is fair. And, and that's that's his argument is, yeah, we have Justin Tucker, but if we miss on this opportunity to score and we're giving them the football back backed up against their own end zone. Well, we're, we're going to force a punt, and we're going to have Tucker kick a 50-yarder that's going to be good, and we're going to win. That, that was the mindset that didn't work out, and hindsight's always 20-20. I don't, I don't hate the Ravens. I, I, I don't think the Ravens are at the same tier as Kansas City, even though Kansas City lost to Indy, or, or Buffalo, Buffalo, or Miami with, with a healthy Tua, which we can get to. But they're, they're right there, because Lamar Jackson, man, he, he, some of these plays are just phenomenal. Really good. And he's doing that with his legs and through the air. Yeah, I, I feel good about Baltimore. Is there a 1-3 team, let's start in the AFC, 1-3 or worse team that you feel like they're it's going to get better for them? I'll, I'll go through the list. The Steelers? Yes, it's going to get better. It's going to get what's better, but they're not going to be good. Well, it's going to get better because <laughs> eventually they're going to get T.J. Watt back. Yeah. Patriots? Is Bailey That's, Zappi the answer? I, I still feel the same. Well, they, I was impressed with their performance yeah, yesterday they, they did to take a nice it to overtime in Green Bay. They did a nice job yesterday, yeah. but uh, Miami and, and Buffalo put them in third place. Raiders. I think the Raiders are horrible. The, the Raiders can... The Raiders roster, though, yeah. shows me a team that's not horrible. They They've should, just got uh, to a horrible start. If you're looking for a 1-3 and three team that can gel and things can come together with a new play caller, uh, new wide receiver, and some pieces need to fit together, that's probably where you look. But it's not going to be easy against their upcoming schedule. Texans, we're all out on, out. I assume. All right, yeah. let's go to the NFC. Commanders at one and three. No. Nothing nothing happening there. I agree. But 49ers I wouldn't be play surprised tonight. to see them win this week. 49ers play tonight at one and two. If the 49ers go to one and three, are we burying the 49ers or are we still saying that's a team that can gel and, and get better? I think there's room in the NFC for the 49ers. I agree. Their defense is going to be just fine. All right, now now two of them, uh, one that pains me, the Lions. I'm, I'm completely out of the Lions. I've been completely out of the Lions. They're, they're giving up a ton of points. They score a ton of points too, but man, oh man, you, can't, you can't let Geno Smith do whatever he wants. Yeah. Geno Smith looked like points. You know, the better side of the Russell Wilson. Look, oh, Geno Smith through the start of the season is way better. Yeah. I, I saw the stat comparison. It's crazy. I mean, Geno Smith is light years better than Russell Wilson right now. I so, got a Geno Smith... Give me one second. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
not just what he did yesterday, like you're saying, but but through the course of uh, of the year so far. Well, I mean, he I, leads the league in completion percentage at 77%. He's sixth or fifth in yards per attempt. First in completion rate, third in passer rating, fourth in EPA per pass play, fourth in EPA per attempt, fifth in yards per attempt. I mean, if, if I give you a blind test on that, you'd never guess Geno's. No. And yesterday he completed 76% of 30 pass attempts. So it's not like they're throwing 18 times. He's not Justin Fields, and he's completing the high majority of his throws. Yeah. Um, Panthers one and three. Here, but here, here's, here's the thing about Detroit. Detroit is extremely slow at linebacker, and I think I'm, I'm not out on the Lions. Uh, th- I said this to Armando Salguero a couple weeks ago. They have legit talent. I, I really believe in DeAndre Swift um, St. Brown at wide receiver is putting up phenomenal. They didn't have either of those guys hurt. yesterday. Uh, they also did not have DJ Chark in the lineup yesterday. And, they and still, they're still putting up 45, 45 points with Jerry Goff at quarterback. And then also, uh, while I say they have legit talent, we're going to find out if they have a legit coach. This is what this is about. Because you win tight games like this. You win if you put up 45 points in this league. You should win if you're putting up 33, 31 if you just start looking at the scoring. And they're doing that every week. They're, they're reaching some really high numbers every week offensively. And a defensive-minded you know, staff, with how they've built through the draft and what they've tried to do with their young pieces, they're not getting it done He's right my now. hack, and I'm sick of hearing about how, how wonderful he is when he can't, uh, can't win with that scoring at that rate. Well, he's going to – I know well, he's, I know, no, he's nowhere close to Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, because he's not making the huge late-game clock management gaffes that Hackett has. Now, he's going to have a decision to make on Aaron Glenn, his defensive coordinator, and after the game, yeah. he was asked about that, and he said, we're going to look at everything. We're going to take a hard look at everything within our organization and figure out what's, what's going on from a coaching standpoint. So, so that's not necessarily encouraging words – yeah. For Aaron Glenn as defensive coordinator, uh, you, the only way you you lose a game where you score forty five forty five points is if your defense does not force one punt. The Seahawks did not punt yesterday. Uh, Panthers were out on at one and three. I assume yes. we agree on this one. I was out on them before the season. I was out. I was out on the Saints before the season, also. But here they are after a double doink in London at one and three. I'm out. I don't know that I'm out only because well, there's room in the NFC. I'll, I'll allow for that. The Bucks are showing cracks. <clears throat> The Falcons, great win. You know, they get to two and two. Uh, Davey Hudson told us a stat. The Falcons, the only team in the NFL to cover the spread in all four games. The Vegas spread so far this year at two and two. So I'm not completely out because of the division. I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow room for that, too. But I don't think they're good. The Falcons? No, no the, the, Saints. the Saints. Oh, the Saints. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints have some big issues. Um, some of it... Could be injury related. Some of it's just sheer luck of the double doink, and it bounces the opposite way. Um, they shouldn't be one and three, but they're also not deserving of any consideration of being in a tier where they're going to completely turn things around. Yet they've got Andy Dalton, a real challenger, about to take over. So of those, I mean, we came up with one. We came up San with San Francisco could be that team. San Francisco, uh, and I feel like there was one other AFC team that we weren't completely out on. We Raiders. were out on the, uh, the Raiders. Yeah, we were out on the Patriots, right? We were definitely out on Pittsburgh. I'm out on the Patriots because I mean, because <clears throat> the division is for me. Well, not even the division. I mean, the division now could be wide open well, for I, a wild card piece with Tua. Who knows? I left I mean, off the Colts also, who I uh, think were out. Bridgewater's on. in. 
And so I, I don't know about Miami right now with a, a full, what, 10 days to prepare as they move forward. Bridgewater's no Tua in terms of what I saw early on. No. I'm presuming he'll be back after that or, you know, miss that game or two games. I presume he'll be back. Well, he, uh, they, he's out this week. Yeah, he's been declared out. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Uh, big takeaways uh, just from the week, guys. Um, the Eagles continue to impress me. Even in games like yesterday where they're not playing their best, they win the sloppy conditions because the hurricane rain pushed through the East Coast. And you have Jalen Hurts who... The game didn't have to rest all on him, but he's still playing at an extremely high level. Um, top Top tier caliber player in the league to begin the season and he threw a pick six in the game rebounded from that and they won based on their defense and off of their run game they have 10 rushing touchdowns on the season aj brown and Devonte smith continue to be very consistent and you know trevor lawrence also plays a factor in this turning the football over but it was a game where they trailed 14 nothing and came back and won and there was really no surprise by that based on what we've seen from Philly early on in the season. They're good, and they're going to get more than their share of hype because usually at this stage of the year, just four games in, there are at least a couple teams that are 4-0. and They're going to get all the 4-0 and attention. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for them, but it's coming. Um, and, and we're going to hear an awful lot about them. I think they're good. I think they're, I thought they were going to be good. They're better than I thought they were going to be. And, uh, you know, that division, the commanders are worse than I thought. Dallas is stuck around, though, and that's going to be one mm-hmm. of my storylines. Uh, I'll jump right into that. I thought, and I, I'm here to say it, I, I came in and said Cooper Rush is going to kill him. They're, they're not going to win a game while this guy's in there. He hasn't done much statistically, but he's engineered That's all. That's wins. what they want him to do. Yeah. yeah. He's engineered wins, and they, they've won games, three games with him. Wouldn't that be something? As Jerry Jones said, if we had a <coughs> real quarterback controversy, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be something, Boy, guys? his coach loved that. What yeah. if Cooper well, Rush gave us a reason to do that? But he's right there's when no he says that. There's no controversy. But, when, but I, I understand what he's saying. Like, if this guy's just outstanding and we're undefeated, man, that'd be a great decision to have to make because they're doing great in the season. But Dallas is making that. Has uh, uh, stayed in that to make turn it into a divisional battle their a quarter de- of the way into the is season. So, is so good, really good. They pressure the passer. You've got Demarcus Lawrence now uh, opposite Micah Parsons, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Parsons is in on every play. It seems like um, uh, his. Uh, yep. I'd love to see a rate of that, like percentage of plays you have a hand in, like a literal hand in. Well, he lead, he leads the league in pass rush win rate. Um, and I, I pointed that out in my outkick column last week. He remains the top defender in the league, and he's pushing for the, the most dominant player snap for snap in the league to start the year. He's been that good. Um, and then Lawrence is reaping the benefits of that because yesterday uh, he had, it was upwards of seven or eight quarterback pressures or hits, and then Parsons had three or four off the other edge. Again, playing Washington. Take but that for what it's worth. Getting it done. Saquon Barkley did it again. Resurgent. Um, he carried the Giants to another victory, and that happened with both of his quarterbacks injured. Now, Jones came back into the game with an ankle issue. Terod Taylor went out with a concussion, the backup. So Jones came back into the game to finish up, 
But before that, they even went to some wildcat, but there's direct snapping to Saquon Barkley. He finishes yesterday, 31 carries, 146 yards. He's their offense, and he's been enough so far. That maybe doesn't last much longer, but he's been really good to start the year. He was good yesterday against the Bears' defense. Seventh in the league, uh, sixth amongst running backs because Lamar is in there, which you have to account for. Um, but, you know, he he looks like the guy that you remember. Um, and the Giants, you got to give credit to. Um, Dayball's doing a, a nice job there. You can adjust it for the schedule or whatever you want. No, it's, he's they, the exception the to the rule. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, he's done a great job. Well, and they're, they're really banged up now. Uh, we can get into that in our injury segment a bit later. But they now are about, they're about to travel to London and maybe they're on their way um, to play Green Bay. And they are banged up on the offensive line. Both of their quarterbacks are hobbled and uh, Terod Taylor's in concussion protocol. You've got, uh, so that means with both of their quarterbacks, and those are the only two active quarterbacks on their roster, they better hope that their practice squad guy has a, Has enough to uh, to be able to show up and actually either play in London. Can he get to London? Does he have a passport? By now, you're going to have to have it on your own. The team's not going to be able to find you one. So if if they're signing a quarterback, that's going to be a dude with a passport. My big takeaway this weekend, guys, um, I'm no longer convinced that Aaron Rodgers is going to completely figure things out with his receiving core. Uh, throughout the year. I I just assume because of his greatness and back-to-back MVPs that it it wouldn't be an issue and he'd figure it out pretty quickly. We're still early in the season and the Packers are 3-1. and So this is by no no means saying that the Packers are necessarily in trouble. But there are some concerning things. I know Belichick postgame said essentially got beat in overtime because Aaron Rodgers made some throws that only Aaron Rodgers makes. And we were in decent position, but he, he made the plays late. I'm not seeing enough of those plays early, though. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, yesterday in the game, I can pull up the stats. He did have a guy open late. Was Uh, it Dobbs that dropped that ball? 21 for 35. Uh, Not a great uh, percentage of completions. He had the bad pick six that he threw in the second half uh, to New England. I was surprised that game was as close as it was yesterday. Yeah, the Patriots came out and went man. And they, they went press man. And for the first half... The Patriots' defense had a great plan, and then it took it took a, a few series, but Rodgers and company figured it out. Dobbs had one touchdown catch, back shoulder throw, Romeo Dobbs, right-hand corner, front corner of the end zone. Perfect placement. Should have won the game. Dobbs should have won the game. Two minutes left, drops it in the bucket, right in his hands, Couldn't and he goes the to the catch. ground and can't finish the catch in, in, in the end zone. Um, Huge chance there. Yeah, and, and you know I think the focus would be um, the Patriots, despite – playing Bailey Zappi and being down Hoyer, we're still in this. I think we're slowly starting to see Rodgers come up with some answers instead of struggling as that game progressed. I don't think you're He took over. I don't think you're – he got it done for sure. And and look, uh, you'll take it. It was a good job by the Patriots, a really good job for the Patriots to stay in that game that long. But I'm kind of with you, like just the – the idea that he's going to figure everything out automatically fades a little bit. I feel that way about Brady. They only had eleven sure. pass attempts at halftime. Yeah, it's not. It's not just the. Uh, this is not just an Aaron Rodgers thing. It's it's a combination of the two. That Aaron Rodgers, that his greatness will just bleed over to the 
receiving core that's untested, and then they're going to be just fine. I, I'm not completely convinced that's going to be the case now. Watch I definitely this team feel that way about Brady, and we talked about this last week. I mean, the, the Bucs... Yeah, I don't know their how you feel that had, way about Brady based on his numbers. Their defense had been uh, su- supporting what they were, were doing. Um, you can feel that way about his receivers. But, yeah, I mean, last night he's 35 <clears throat> of 47 for 333 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, I, I, that to me was more about what Kansas City's offense did to the number one scoring defense in the league. There just were a couple moments in that game where – Old Brady to me, not old, old, old Brady is now, but the Brady still would have taken over that game in some way, shape, or form and found a way. What is, what is Antonio Brown posting on Instagram oh. with Giselle? I, I don't understand the caption. I, everybody's saying it's a slight at Brady because it's a picture of him and Giselle embracing. I didn't even see the caption. But I the, just saw the, the photo. caption, I don't understand it. This is where this is where we need Davey as a, as a young person to translate what this means. I'll, I'll find the caption. It was like, "Come, come get." I'll, I'll, yeah, please. Could, usually, I can like read into it and say, "Okay, I know exactly what this guy's trying to say," but I'm I'm not exactly sure what Antonio Brown was trying to say. Davis Webb, by the way, uh, looks to be the favorite for the Giants if neither okay. of their quarterbacks can go. He was their practice squad guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. That's not good. It's not good. Could conceivably be worse. It's not Mike Glennon, who they put back there <laughs> well, last week, who you yeah, know is my least Saquon favorite. Saquon Barkley's healthy, so that's good. But they, the They'll Giants are song. banged up, man. They, we'll get into that later. Um, when we come back, though, we will go game by game throughout week four and give our big takeaways from the most interesting results from the weekend. Cardinals go to the East Coast. They win against the Panthers. Um mentioned uh, the Raiders getting their first win of the season. Chad's got the caption. It says, put that bleep on. And then it's a bunch of <laughs> what is hands it? like pointing to each other. It's, it's, uh, it's emojis of hands pointing to each other. Just says, no idea. You can read it. Put that bleep on. Guys. I'm like, is he talking about the game? <laughs> like put the game on or begging for attention. I, I don't, we need an, an A-B translator to understand what he's... I mean, like, I understand supply. the picture, but well, maybe, then the caption makes no sense. Maybe he's referring to his pants, which were off. Oh, my gosh. In um, Dubai. In Dubai, yeah. Uh, Bye-bye, pants in Dubai. Um, hey, by the way, good good call on your three games, which were yeah, that very made me some money. Good work. Parlay. It was three winners, the underdog winners. What'd you guys win? 56 bucks okay, on so five Okay, so on five... I bet yeah. five and one. Uh, Fifty-six. I, I must have. No, I got something different. Well, then you bet more. Yeah, I bet somewhere and got something different <laughs> is what I did. <laughs> I got better odds, apparently. Uh, again, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. More NFL reaction next across the Outkick Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Chiefs win by 10, 41-31. They get right. 
after losing to Indy, they go on the road Sunday night football and beat Tampa Bay. Okay, 360 rolls on. Andy Reid is now 10-2 and all-time whenever he faces the league's top-scoring defense in the regular season. And KC's now won 13 straight games against the NFC in the regular season. Really, I don't think he's underappreciated. No, I don't either. Not anymore. He was. He yeah. was. He was for a time. Now I think he's uh, he's really appreciated. But he's he's so consistently good that that. Uh, and I mean, that'll, it'll do it for you when you got Mahomes. Um, but he knows yeah. what to do with Mahomes in a way that not everybody would. Mahomes was great last night, and even at his best, I mean they. They could have posted sixty if they wanted to, because yeah. he missed he missed a wide open wide receiver on one drive where I think they gave the football back. Um, but the 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 scramble drill, oh, spin move, yeah. basketball, basketball pass, one handed pass was just in, incredible. And there's it's on that scramble drill the the recognition between him and Kelsey at times where it's they're the only two on the field that seem to be on the same page. And there's no discernible route being run. It's just they just look at each other. It's a it's like court, the playoffs a, last year. It's a corkscrew move, and then Kelsey's open. He's shedding a tackle, and it's a big play. And Mahomes is putting on the money to him. Just, to, I mean, obviously a fun offense to watch. Um, speaking of just AFC NFC matchups, Jacksonville now extended their losing streak in against the NFC. They are now they've now lost their last eighteen. Wow! Against the NFC. I mean, nothing should be surprising with negative numbers as they pertain to Jacksonville, but that is enormous. Yeah, and Lawrence is going to have some ups and downs, and it's going to be hard for him, I think, to match yesterday's lows. <laughs> he fumbles four times, loses all four, throws the interception. They, they are going to end up being one of the surprise teams. I don't know if that means that they're a playoff team or not. I'm not saying that, but surprise teams meaning... Oh, they're, wait, Jacksonville's picking 15th. They're not picking first. You know, they're, they're, they're going to ruin some seasons. They may not end up having a great year, but they're going to ruin some seasons across the league. Jacksonville, you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I hesitate to say, though, that they're, yes, they will ruin seasons. They're in the mix. I'm watching them, though, and I think they're going to ruin some AFC South team seasons. Yeah. Because well, by doing that, they won the division. Then exactly, <laughs> point to me a better team in the AFC South right now. It's them right now. So the I, consistency. I, I don't look at them as just oh, and they're going to play. They're going to play spoiler. Game I think they're going to play spoiler by winning the division. If I had to pick right now, yeah, which would be a huge spoiler. Then I think it's also where you know they may have a lower floor, but they also have a higher ceiling at quarterback. So if they if things really start to click, because he can't. Keep in mind, this, this is what I mean by the ebbs and flows. Last week, he was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. They went on the road. He won his first game as a starting quarterback on the road in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Um, his 10th road start. And was it 9th or 10th? 10th. I got it right. Luckily. It was the Peyton Manning comparison. Oh, Peyton Manning comparison. Manning lost his first nine road starts as a starting QB and top quarterback <clears throat> in the draft. And then... Uh, won his 10th against the Chargers in the same week that Lawrence just won this this one. AFC honors. Yesterday, I mean, Five AFC lows. <laughs> so 
Now, now but we even, see. Even now in we the see lows, what happens moving forward. Even in the lows, though, he's good enough to have them up fourteen to nothing in yeah. Philly against the lone unbeaten team in the league well, at one point. So I mean, it take, wasn't all bad. And take, so now that now they're they're hosting Houston now, Jacksonville can actually run the football. James Robinson and 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 company. This should be. A, I mean, it sounds crazy. This should be a get right game. Absolutely, you know, it absolutely and, should be. And look, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. We'd have to go division by division. I don't think there's another top quarterback. Like if you go division by division, yeah, who's got as comparatively high a ceiling compared to the next best guy in his division, right? His ceiling compared to I mean, Tannehill and Ryan and a guy that I'm ready I don't to, know. I to think, be done with Davis I think Mills. I'd, I'd make the argument that Tom Brady's ceiling is a lot higher than Baker Mayfield's, Marcus Mariota's, or Jameis Winston. Winston's. Yeah, that's fair. So I think there's other comparisons where it's, it's lopsided well, in that for, department. For 40 days this offseason, the NFC South, you couldn't say that. Right, you know, but yes, young. Let's say a um, young, a young up, yeah. up and coming guy. I don't know though because I, I've been impressed with Ryan Tannehill so far from a Titans perspective. He's been the efficient quarterback. I mean, when he's efficient like that and not making the huge mistake, uh, I, I get what you're saying about the ceiling, the, o- the AFC offensive player of the week type thing. thing, and that, that bonehead but, clock management decision really turned me off. Yep. The the. I mean, Tannehill is just uh, uh, his floor and his ceiling are very close. Yes, and so I, I, right. if Lawrence is going to just ball out, that's how Jacksonville wins the division. Like the, something's got to click where it's not just one game to the next, and it's you know one or the other back and forth. They need um, a second receiver besides Kirk to emerge and do a little bit more. Well, I mean, but I'm talking about a second receiver, and in Tennessee, there's not a first receiver. So the the Colts fall uh, to the Titans yesterday, 24-17. Henry had his best game so far this season, and if you want to say it was the head-to-head matchup against Taylor, which is fair, I mean, that was. It's not hard to figure out either offense right now. Um, Henry won that easily in the head-to-head matchup. Taylor had an awful day for the the Colts backfield. but the the role players are just better in in Nashville compared compared to the the role players in in Indy, specifically Tier Tart, uh, Danico Autry. I mean, they they should be mentioned in the same breath as Derrick Henry from yesterday's performance and victory on the road because Indy did not have that same pick me up play that the Titans did. No, oh, I agree with that entirely, and I'll go a step further. Dylan Cole and Joe Schobert, yeah. who are big concerns yeah. coming in, were real keys to that run defense. Joe Schobert, another one of these guys. Every time we talk about the Titans, we're talking about somebody who starting the week that they show up. Did he? Schobert did, forced a turnover he on was in a Pittsburgh, big key right? turnover. Um, I believe he was in Pittsburgh a year ago. Yeah, he's been someplace. I think he might have been in Jacksonville at one point. Um, and he popped the ball loose from Taylor on that crucial fumble that Christian Fulton recovered. So, um, you know, they, they got some good plays. But you're right, Autry plays on fire. Uh, I mean, he's a really good player. He's yeah. been a transformative player for their defense. And against the Colts, he's, he's 3-0, and the team that made no effort to resign him when the Titans uh, plucked him as a, as a free agent. And they got another problem now. Dupree played, you know, eight snaps and was gone. He recovered that first 
first fumble. So we're going to keep talking about a guy a week like this, at, at, at least, it seems like. No update on him. Shilver <clears throat> was Pittsburgh last year, no. by the way, Hutton. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good pickup who, who did good things. But the playmaking defense element of the Titans showed up. Three turnovers key, keyed the whole thing. Really? It's, I it, mean, those two hey, first was, touchdowns were very short fields. I'm mm-hmm. not taking anything away from the tart play was uh, phenomenal with the tip to himself and the way he balanced to, to get the interception. That's also just an indie team that turns the ball over. Yeah, they're not good. I they're mean, it's just that uh, you, you have to do that against them when you're limited offensively because they will give you the football. I'd be uh, the tart play exceptional. The other ones, I mean, Indy's got to hold yeah, on to the took football. advantage of their weakness. I don't know that it's an individual coming in and punching the ball out at the perfect moment or, or doing anything. It's Indy not being able to hold on to the ball, and that includes Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I go who's with their you. best I player. Mean, they, they have a propensity to give it up, and you have to go take it away. Yes. So the Titans did their part. And they almost had another one that Indy recovered. That uh, had another yeah, Rashad Weaver from, from Matt Ryan that Indy got. Crazy game yesterday in Pittsburgh. Um, hey, over on the punts. Over? Yeah. Jets, uh, Jets, Steelers. It was eight and a half, nine punts we got. So um, let, let's start with the Jets because we'll get to the Steelers, which is uh, Kenny Pickett time. Um, Zach Wilson returns. Crazy game. The Jets led by 10 in the first quarter, trailed by 10 in the fourth, and came back and won the game because Zach Wilson in his return game was something like 11 of 14 for over 100 yards passing, five of five on the game winning drive where he throws the touchdown pass to Corey Davis. With, I believe, five minutes left, roughly five minutes left in the game. Um, he admitted post game, Wilson did, the performance was ugly, sloppy. It was enough. And this was a Jets team that you're like, oh, they're, they're not there yet. But going into year two and some of the pieces around him and when the accolades that we were hearing about how well they'd done in the draft or whatever, with him there, you now start to. You wonder, okay, they, they've hit on a, a really solid player in the draft. Corey Davis now is scoring a touchdown a week, it feels like. This could be something that kind of builds where they sneak up on some people. And the, the Steelers are not that team. No one, I'm not saying the Steelers overlooked them here. But they made the quarterback change in Pittsburgh because there was more of the same. There was more of the lethargic, slow-developing offense. Things open up downfield, and Trubisky's still throwing short. And they weren't doing anything. So they make the change at halftime. And we can debate this because I, I don't understand the logic with it. But um, from the Jets' point of view, we should see more scoring. We should see more offense because now Flacco's on the bench. And even though he was spinning it, I think they can be more of what they thought they were going to be in the offseason with their franchise quarterback running. Well, things. we talked all offseason about them being one of the teams that surrounded their young quarterback with better talent. Yep. And they got as good a grade for their draft as anybody, right? So let, let's see it now. You're, you're healthier. Your guy's back out there. He caught a touchdown pass before he threw one. I yeah, don't that's know right, if, he yeah. th- if he threw one, but yeah, they, it was, did it feel special. One. Yeah, it was, it was a nice play. <laughs> 18 for 36, not great for Zach Wilson, completion percentage. But his, Very not great. his fortitude late in the game and clutch ability late in the game I, I thought was terrific. Great sign for the Jets. And I'm with you, Hud. Now, I love that Kenny Pickett's in. Uh, he was my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year because I thought he was going to be in earlier rather than later. He's in early now, and he's the starter for, for Pittsburgh. And, and that, that's the way it should be. I don't understand doing it mid-game. 
it just felt like a move that well, you could play the game out with Trubisky, and if you don't like the results, then you go to so, you go to Kenny Pickett but, as the starter for an entire week, yeah, knowing but, it's his team. But it, it's it's not even the ha- it's it's the halftime timing of it. But it's due to the timing of what they had prior to kickoff, which was 10 days. They played on Thursday night, and yep. Tomlin went to the podium and said that Trubisky, there is no quarterback change. Trubisky's the guy. And then within that span, by making a change at halftime, you're telling all of us you were thinking about it. But I don't know why you wouldn't make a ch- If you're willing to change quarterbacks at halftime of this game, I don't know why you wouldn't make the change during a longer week of preparation with your rookie. That That's... And, and no one's going to second, de- second guess Mike Tomlin. Um, really solid coach and uh, deserves to, you know, make that call. But, I mean, and, and by the way, it's not like Pickett played better. In, in His the, first pass was a pick. Um, it was, it was, a, it was, a, uh, it was, I, it was a pick that was bounced around a little bit. It wasn't just a straight, straight. oh, I didn't see a guy. It was kind of tipped in the air, but still, that's not, that's and, not great. And, and, I mean, Trubisky, I mean, it's not like he played any worse than what he's been doing through first halves of games. He was a 50% passer for less than 100 yards and an interception. I mean, that's that's kind of what he was doing through the first three weeks. So, I don't know. The timing of it's a bit weird. They've got Cincinnati coming up, I think. Um, if not, they've got a stretch of games coming up in the, the AFC North. It's it, the, the time to do it would have been during the 10-day layoff, and there was no indication from the media at all that was anything was coming like this because Tomlin stood up there and said, Trubisky's the, the quarterback. It's almost like um, he, he thought to himself that Kenny Pickett is going to be better off as a spark plug type guy the first time we put him in, that he is going to change the course of the offense because he's that type of player and he's got that type of moxie about him. It did not work out that way. And uh, I'm with you, Hutton, in that I would have given him a week to prepare as a starting quarterback instead of inserting him for the second half. So, Paul, you, you always ask about George Pickens. I don't know. Do any of you guys have Pickens on your fantasy team? I, do I have him on a bench on okay. one. Uh, so, uh, Pickens saw 15 targets in Trubisky's <laughs> 116 attempts in three and a half games. Just 15 of the 116. So, um, just under 13% of the targets went his way. Uh, Pickens saw five of Kenny Pickett's 14 attempts including penalties, uh, in that one half yesterday. So I, I think they get the rookie receiver involved because I think he's probably been practicing quite a bit with Pickett. Yeah, they probably uh, connected a lot in training camp, yeah. I would suspect. And uh, Time to elevate. Time to move him up. Yep, let's see it. Uh, coming up, we let you know, speaking of fantasy football, maybe you've got some guys you're worried about injury-wise. The big injury concerns coming off of week four – We'll let you know who those are and what to expect. That's next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Some injury news from week four. Broncos running back Javante Williams, torn ACL. 
He is done for the season. Also factoring in that Broncos will host the Colts on Thursday night football. Uh, don't know the full extent yet of Jonathan Taylor, but quickly surveying social media on this. We know it's an ankle issue. Maybe we know more uh, moving forward before the, the show ends. Um, keep this in mind for the Broncos. Melvin Gordon averages like a fumble per game this season as a backup running back to Javante Williams. And Melvin Gordon said he lost out the offseason to the offseason job, which he thought was should have been more open than what it was because they wanted Williams to win the job. Williams has been very good. Now he gets what now he wants. Now he's out. Ingram. Um, Titans on the road this week against the Washington Commanders. Uh, the two rookie wide receivers are going to miss the, the, the headlines. You've got, and I say uh, Burks has turf toe. I'm assuming he's not playing in this one. Uh, Traylon Burks was carted off the field yesterday in Indy. After he stayed on to play too long. And Rappaport says it's not going to be a surgery issue. This is something where he's he's going to be limited for for a handful of these things weeks. tend to linger. Turf toe is not a quick healing thing. So do hamstrings. Hamstring issue for Jahan Dotson and Ron Rivera says the rookie wideout will miss one to two weeks starting this week uh, with the Titans. Um, Mike Vrabel said. Uh, he was asked, are the Titans equipped to replace Burks? He said, yes, that means Cody Hollister. It means Josh Gordon, who's got one more call up from the practice squad before okay. he has to be signed from the 53. See, the answer to that question should be absolutely not. Well, he's never Because he that. is a great first-round talent and lighting it up in his rookie year. Yeah, he has but he been. gave the correct answer to that question, <laughs> which is it'll be quite easy to replace Traylon Yeah, it'll be quite Burks easy for us not to throw to his replacement. He doesn't produce anything. Yeah. So I can put a lot of guys out there to not produce. So it'll yeah. be very easy to replace that production. I won't be surprised if... And it's based on the the way I know the IR rule. It's four weeks, right? Four yes. weeks, not four games. And they've got a buy in there. So I Three think they games, probably, four weeks. Yeah, they make Burks a, a roster move here. Kyle Phillips, I was surprised, was not involved at all in this game. Still coming back from his shoulder injury. That's a guy they need to get in the mix, too, with the other rookie wide receiver. Um, let's see. Daniel Jones, ankle sprain. They're playing in London this week, the Giants against the Packers. Terod Taylor, uh, concussed. He's out. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, but here's the injury report for New York in yesterday's game alone. And, and keep in mind, all the, the offseason, I said they lost the offseason just on their injury report. There were days where they didn't have 25 to 30 players on the practice field because they were so banged up. So they have Daniel Jones with ankle sprain, Terod Taylor concussion. Mark Lewinsky has an ankle, and, and, uh, ankle issue, left the game as a starter, did not return. Julian Love ruled out after being evaluated for concussion, so they missed out on the safety. Um, let's see. Uh, Aaron Robinson, one of their corners, he's ruled out of the game. They had uh, wide receiver Kenny Galladay with a knee issue. He did not return to the game. Evan Neal had a neck problem. He did not return to the game for the Giants, although um, that doesn't seem to be as serious as some of the others that are piling up. So it sounds like Neal's going to be okay. But the, the Giants now banged up as they take on Green Bay. Shaq Leonard played, what, eight plays yesterday for the Colts and then had a concussion? Not a lot. And there, there were pictures of him bleeding from his mouth. Uh, you know, I, I subscribed to a service that, that I pulled pictures yeah. from, and they were yeah, the, attending to the, his... The, the Fox broadcast... I get confused now when some of these AFC so games weird. are on Fox I, and I CBS. I said it to my, my but the uh, Fox remote, broadcast CBS. said... 
that he had to leave the game but to get rid of some blood. He was bleeding, and then he left the game and then did not come back because of a concussion. So concussion apparently included getting socked in the mouth. Mac Jones has an ankle issue and could miss some time. So Hoyer, did Hoyer have a concussion? Yes, yep. He's in concussion. A big uptick in that after a Thursday night game where there was huge controversy. And although the 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 protocol has not changed verbatim on the, sheet, on the side of caution, they're making sure that they're they're doing the right thing here. Uh, Bills wide receiver Jameson Crowder um, ankle, and I believe he's officially done. Davey, we were talking about him for the year um, for, for broken ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Isaiah McKenzie ruled out with a concussion for the Bills. Cordell Patterson knee he's a uh, knee problem. He's been placed on injured reserve. He can return in four weeks. This is not supposed to be season-ending. But he he was taken out of the game early yesterday, and the thought was, oh, he's not running as hard as Arthur Smith wants against the, the style that they want to play up front in, in this particular game. It was not the case. He hurt his knee. You're starting to hurt my fantasy team here, Huck. Yeah, I mean, the, the injury list is piling up pretty pretty good. Joey Bosa, we learned, is, de- is done for 10 weeks at least. For the Chargers, pass Chargers rush. are really falling apart if Herbert doesn't come back from that chest. Headlines as we continue across the NFL and across college football on Outkick 360.